Yeah, so this is a deadly issue. And what I would say it is, is the tendency to, if you feel like someone else has hurt you, there's a tendency to, for that's happened to me, where you act as if the you being hurt or whatever confusion or stress or pain other the way other people behave, not on maybe not intentionally, but how that's um, affected you, that you, when trying to resolve that issue with them, instead of being able to be confident in the fact that of communicating very what's happened to you and what your real um, effect has been relative to other people's actions, you go into um, saying that there's something wrong with with you for having those reactions, and that you're that it's a that it's your your problem that you hope they can help you with. Almost like maybe if you feel sorry for the fact that I feel weak in these ways, then you'll help me because I need you to. I think it comes from the feeling of I. you need these people who you feel like are causing you pain to um, care about you and care about um, helping figure out a relationship that feels better for you. But you think that the only way that's possible is if they feel sympathy for you, like because they don't seem to be acting like like they're like they have any responsibility for how you feel whatsoever. So if people are acting like their life is totally unattached from yours, then it feels like the only, this is, I mean, this is like a dominant, really dangerous pit to go into when, especially when you're trying, when you have relationships with people that are far away from you, which is almost everyone, even people that live close because we communicate so dominantly by electronics, it's not nearly as evident like, oh, the, this behavior causes this problem because it, everything's just so distant. But we still obviously affect each other and every you have a relationship with everyone you know. Like a relationship is some sort of connection or a relationship exists between all people. And if your response, like it has been in my head, is to say for all these different people, the way our relationship is is causing me this kind of this kind of pain or stress and the only way I feel like I can address that is to make the reason that I feel bad or stressed actually about a mental or emotional problem or weakness of mine that I just hope you'll help me with when that's not the reality of it at all like you can create mental and emotional illness in your own self, because you're telling yourself the story that I'm the problem here, that I'm the one that, um, I'm, I mean, this went really, really, really south on me, really south. Like the fact that I didn't think it was a legitimate thing to feel hurt by other people and be able to, and it's not just fe- quote unquote feeling hurt, it's just to feel affected. And to be able to negotiate that or confront that or um, 
be straightforward about that because I just, it still is so hazy in my mind a lot. Like, um, because I think I've just had so, so little experience in my life of, of bringing up in a straightforward way to people, this doesn't feel right. We need to, can we talk this out or can we adjust that and that, and that coming out in a positive way? that my technique, my default technique was to be, oh my God, there's something so wrong with me because this doesn't feel right. Same thing on any bigger scale, any societal scale. Rather than standing up for yourself, you say there's something really wrong with me. And then the really freaky thing happens is that you almost go down on your knees to the very people that you feel like caused you the pain or the hurt. Um, And in a mixed way of trying to both appease them and get them to understand you, you actually um, like subordinate yourself to them, which we do constantly. And I mean, I guess I'm now that I'm speaking these words, it's I must have learned it from that was the technique that I felt like I was expected to use in society that if something feels like a bad relationship with something that then it's probably you should you should probably um consider it a weakness of yours that it's not working for you instead of standing in your own truth and it's pretty sad because it's not even close to just pretty sad. It's extremely brutal because what happens is if you make yourself the problem rather than um, someone with a right to feel how they feel, it's going to feel like you're completely at the mercy of other people because you're pretty much just hoping that they would care enough to help you with your quote-unquote problem which is already the completely wrong way to look at it. When you're in relationship with anything or anyone, there should be the perspective that what's good for me is good for you. And it's in, if there's any problem on either side, then it's, we should be discussing it. Just like if you live in a community that has some sort of conflict resolution protocol if any party is having any um, disruption in their relationship with any other party, then it's it's worth it to bring bring it to light and make sure that all people are heard. Because ultimately, um, yeah, ultimately the health of everyone supports the health of everyone else. And on the more extreme sense, what happened to me when I took this posture of I can't count on anyone to um, take my relationship to them as an important thing to negotiate is you get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. And um, to the point where you are just, it's, it's almost life or death that someone else takes you into consideration in a way that's not looking at you as, as someone sick or someone that has a problem. Like think of this just being, just think of the magnitude growing from you feel a little discomfort or a little pain or a little um, imbalance of power or a little inconsideration. And then that magnitude gets larger and larger and larger and larger because instead of 
resolving the very real issue that created that feeling in the first, first place that wasn't a weakness of your own at all, by not addressing that, having to live under that stress and feeling powerless to change it, you get more and more and more stress and you get more and more and more weak. So when people look at you, it's more and more and more difficult for them not to see, oh, this is obviously a big problem of this person rather than they have a legitimate dynamic that, that they need addressed to resolve this problem. Like there's a big dysfunctionality when we start looking at people in this isolated way, even the way that we do with all mental illness, I would say, where we say, oh, how can we help you help your mental illness when most of the time mental illness develops because of, I mean, all, I would say almost all unhealthy things develop out of stress. And mental illness and things like that come after extreme stress. So the real question in my mind, whether we're going to call mental illness is once again just a label because there could be two people acting the exact same way. And one person could be concerned about that being a mental illness and one other person could be, that's just their personality. So what I'm really saying is, um, is just the buildup of stress that comes when you don't have resolution in your relationships and you take it on as your problem. Um, that is really dangerous territory because you're going to get weaker and weaker and weaker. Other people are going to label it more and more and more as your problem. You're going to be more and more alone when you need people more than ever. You're going to be more misunderstood. And... Um, when you're at your most vulnerable position. And I feel like inside, I feel like a sergeant, like a, I feel, it's just like an incredible, like hardness because of how ridiculously vulnerable, horribly, horribly vulnerable it is to be in the position where you, where relationships are causing you so much stress but you still have no hope of stopping that stress because you don't know how to stand up for, you don't know how to see your own stress as a legitimate, legitimate thing. Like whether, whether it's your job or some other relationship or something in your family, if every, if you, let's say you have a lot of tension with your father or something, and that causes you constant stress, and every time you interact with him, it's a stressful situation. If you aren't able to separate it out in your head, um, this relationship with my father is making me tense, and it's for a reason, and there's a possibility of maybe resolving this tension, the far and away norm is to say, there's something weak about me or bad about me for feeling this tension in the first place. So what we do is we go into an endurism pattern where we're like, well, I'm very weak for this bothering me at all. And I just need to withstand it and try to get stronger so that I can withstand it even more. When that is like the opposite of what we should be doing. The opposite is that we should be going, this thing causes me stressed. How can I get rid of not by abandoning or running away or leaving that situation, but how can I figure out how to change my relationship 
to this person or this thing or this job so that it's not a constant load. It's not a constant pain. And it's not a constant scary thing in your life, honestly, because it breaks you down. My, my real sense of just getting broken down was in every way, nervous system, mental, emotional, everything was nothing more than extreme stress over so long that it just breaks your back and breaks your head. Such extreme stress because you take on more and more and more stress, more and more and more load. And the fact that it feels heavier and heavier makes you feel weaker and weaker and weaker. And you don't open your eyes long enough to say, wow, it's legitimate that I feel extremely stressed in all these dynamics. You have to like completely legitimize the sources of all your stress. Like we, I feel like we have this major delusion about how we talk about anxiety and things like that in our culture. We talk about how to manage your own anxiety. Oh, you can breathe. Oh, you can exercise. Oh, you can think positive thoughts. Oh, you can have gratitude. All these things that to me, it's like, it's almost, they're not, they're not, they're totally right, but it's almost like putting two blinders in front of your eyes when the real question you should be asking is, why do I feel anxious? And for most people, it will be a lot of things and they're legitimate things. Oh, I feel anxious because this validate it. I feel anxious because of this relationship. It makes me feel this way. Validate that. I feel anxious because of this thing in society. I feel anxious about these duties. I feel anxious about this. Validate all those things. It's it's very sane to say, I don't feel anxious because of something random or some weak, some random weakness. I feel anxious because I'm under a lot of a lot of stress and a lot of screwed up patterns and a lot of things that are very out of alignment with what would feel healthy for me. And the more you don't think of it as with so many of these things, the more you don't take your anxiety or your relationship stress as illegitimate. Of course, if it's illegitimate, you don't have a right to stand up for yourself. Of course, if it's illegitimate, you don't have a right to do something different. Of course, if it's illegitimate, you should be really ashamed of yourself. And you should feel like you're, you're bad, you're the bad one. Um, and that is a spiral from hell, because then something in yourself is going to be subconsciously telling yourself, I deserve more of this pain, because the fact that I even have the pain is proof that I'm weak, and I deserve more pain. And I really hope that lots of people who listen to this don't have this mental train of thought. So they're like, this sounds crazy because it should be crazy. But even if people aren't aware of it, I think a lot of people have this train of thought that something is stressing me. I have something wrong with me. I need to be stronger or I need to feel ashamed. Instead of the fact that you should completely legitimately be able to feel however you feel, not as a way to get stuck there, but you should be able to say, this makes me anxious. I have a right to feel like this makes me anxious. And um, this is causing pain. And if anyone is in a healthy relationship with you, then that's a very legitimate thing to bring up. And of course, the healthiest relationships are ones where you bring those things up as soon as possible. 
so that they can be fixed when you're not under a ridiculous amount of pressure. But if people don't recognize their effect on, I would say less than, less than people not realizing their effect on other people. It's more the idea of if you start validating your own emotions for things, instead of turning them back on yourself and making it something to fix, overcome, whatever, there'll be so much more clarity in your life and you won't be able to fall into the self-loathing that can happen when you take on more and more and more pain and you make it more and more your responsibility. You also turn into the person where the people around you often take no responsibility for how they affect you. Um, even though they are and they in fact could be incredibly blind to it and it almost aids them in being blind to it when you label yourself as the problem then they'll see it as that lens too. They'll see it as this person has so many problems. I don't, it's not my responsibility to fix them for them. But that wasn't what was happening in the first place at all. What was happening is that there was an unhealthy dynamic and one person's needs or both people's needs weren't getting met. And if you're not able to recognize your own right to your needs and your own right to say, this legitimately stresses me and I'm not going to now focus on my yoga or my qigong or my meditation to try to make it so it doesn't stress me. I'm going to say, in reality, I have a right that that makes me feel that's bad. And if you have that perspective, you're much more likely to be able to cut out dysfunctional things just like that, not carry the burden of them, which can be horrendous. It's horrendous to carry the amount of stress that most people carry. Um, so yeah, there's a giant trap of when you don't legitimize or even recognize how you really feel about dynamics with people, like in your gut, if you think of people, and you've and it's this isn't a way of trying to build up resentment or hate for anyone. It's just like the legitimate fact of the dynamic that you have. Because I can be a perfectly clear, loving individual um, as my true self, but if my relationships all feel like garbage, then my life is going to be is going to be terrible. Once like that, I've seen that. Even though I know I'm not, there's no, there's no true hate. There's no bad, bad meaning towards people. If I don't have relationship channels that feel clear, I'm going to be in internal hell. And the only way to starting from when you're starting from internal hell, the only way to get out is to not keep blaming yourself for the way that you feel about your connections. It's to give legitimacy, to think of anyone in your life. How do you, not in your mind, how do you genuinely in your gut feel about how you relate to them right now? And then validate that hardcore. Think of your best friend, feel that in your gut. What do you feel? Think of your siblings, think of your parents in your gut. What do you feel about them? Because it's only in letting yourself recognize how, where you're really at there that you'll be able to start feeling the contrast of, oh, when those channels keep clearing up. 
Because I think we have way too much focus generally when it comes to relationships on, oh, a channel feels bad with someone, cut them off. Oh, a channel feels bad with someone, boundary them, limit them, all that stuff. Some of that stuff will happen totally naturally, of course, in, in the course of all relationships. But I think that's a really bad approach, basically, because I think the what we all want is to feel clear channels. Think about if we have a society where people are just like, this channel feels bad, bad block it, run away from it, hate it, leave it, abandon it. We would, if we all just followed that advice when we felt bad, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's stupid, but we got to start where we're at. We got to start with the, this relationship to this organization or to this job or to this person feels like sludge and crap and terrible. And you have to say there's a legitimate reason that to me this relationship feels like that. And then from that point of validating that, you have some real reality ground to walk off of and you're not going to start approaching or interacting with with any of those relationships in a way that's in denial of what your true experience is. So I think that's what most of us are doing most of the time. We aren't honest to ourselves about what is the real feeling that I have in this relationship and I have a right to feel that way. It's an, I'm not screwed up and that's why I feel that way. And then if you are working from that place, then when you bring your, your grievances, or not even your grievances, just your state of being to that board, to that boss, to that friend, to that whatever, you're not doing it in a pleading way for them. You're not doing it in a over-demanding. You're just doing it in the same logical way of if you felt like you had to stand up for yourself in any context of life. And you will react accordingly, depending on how they react. You'll, you'll see whether they're receiving it. You'll see whether you can work with them. You'll see what's happening. But you'll have some real grounding. If you're constantly in a position where you're saying, um, where you're saying there's something wrong about me that, that this system doesn't feel right, that's how we continue dysfunction. And we want to cut off dysfunction. And we can't cut off dysfunction by just insulating ourselves and trying to run away from sludgy connections. We need to be able to have real, real addressing of problems, which is almost impossible if you don't know where you stand. So that's really the dangerous place to be where you aren't even admitting where you stand in the moment. And um, it's freaky to admit it because we're always trying to put on a happy face. Not everyone, but a lot of people are always trying to put on a happy face with relationships because we know that can get the superficial happy response. But if we want real golden relationships, like real close things where that, where when you think of that relationship, it really feels like this beautiful chord and this not even, you know, just like this, this true inner wonderfulness. You have to start recognizing this when you don't have that, when you have the sludge, because that's the, that's the only, only way. If you're convincing yourself that it's not sludge, that it's like a pretty fine ribbon, 
and you're just getting tired and tired and you don't really, you don't know where you stand basically. Like you should be able to say, uh, right now I, this feels like totally crappy. And from that point, legitimize that that's the truth for you and learn over time how to address that in a way that's not, that's functional. Because we all know it's stupid. It's not stupid, but it sure doesn't work well if you go to someone and just say, oh, I'm unhappy with you or, oh, change. Or if you think of someone trying to negotiate for, for anything or go address how they want to change their school or their business, you, you know you can't just show up at the meeting and say, this sucks, you suck, um, change for me, I'm unhappy. There has to be a much more, um, like, sensitive, sensitive approach. But we, ha we have to learn that in order to turn our focus away from how do I obsessively self-focus and keep my bad relationships but self-focus and sort of crush myself down and instead legitimize your feelings with your environment and rearrange those relationships so that they feel good.